This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, October 17th. This is episode 269. 69, 69, 69. Yay. A little ministry for you. Uh, this is, my name is Dan Ellis. That's me. This I, is me. I might be Ryan Duffy. <laughs> and there is no Matt this week. We do know. not know where he is. He, I sent him a text message, but he's not yet replied. So I'm guessing he's very busy with something. I haven't bought him a present over. He'll have to wait till next week. Yeah. Well, yeah, he'll just not get his present this week, I guess. That's fine. Uh, what's new with you, man? Fuck, man. I did basically seven days at work this week. That's yeah. a lot of days at work. Yeah, shift change sucks. Yeah. Did you get to come home on the weekend at all? I, or did you I was stay home, out there the whole time? I was home Saturday, so I got to come home for about 20 hours. Awesome. And I was at work for 144 hours. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I, I a, have that effect. That was a sneak attack sneeze. <laughs> like I felt it coming a little bit and I thought I might sneeze in just a second. And then it was, holy shit, here it is. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so uh, I got the lathe back up and running again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You got your belts? Was, yeah, got my belts. Uh, haven't made as many pens as I wanted to this week because I was at work. Mm-hmm. I made one really cool one. I'll have to show you the picture of it later. Oh, yeah? Um. Other than that, yeah, it's, it's been work. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work going down, going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot since we recorded last. Uh, I had my first appointment with the somnologist post CPAP usage. Somnologist? Somnologist. That like That's the, the official name of the sleep doctor. Yeah. Um, and she said that I did... So initially, before I started using the CPAP, I was having 86.4 apneas per hour. Now, on average, that's down to 1.6. Yay! Uh, my blood pressure is down to 114 over 76. That's I a was... good low blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. And she, when they took my blood pressure, they're like, they're like, oh, okay, 114 over 76. Nice. And I said, oh, is that good? And she's like, that's really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, good. I'm happy to hear that. I've also dropped eight pounds. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. And my O2 saturation is consistently over 85% from a low of 52% while I was not yeah. using the CPAP. So. Now, would the CPAP have anything to do with the weight loss or have you just kind of changed some habits? Uh, I think it has a little bit to do with it because I'm sleeping better. And, and your body's actually doing the reset function, digesting and yeah, metabolizing. Well, I, yeah. Well, and then I'm not so tired all goddamn day yeah. that I... I'm able to do more things. So I think it's been helping quite a bit. I nice. feel a lot better. I feel more focused and I have more energy. Like before, I could definitely tell that there was something not quite right with my brain. Yeah. <laughs> like I would just get so tired that I'm just foggy. like, I don't, I don't know what to say right now. I'm just going to go to sleep. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. 
Uh, yeah, I used to fall asleep fucking everywhere. Yeah. What she, you know, the, the somnologist is talking to me and she's like, so have you noticed a difference? And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like night and day. Like, you know, it used to be that I was tired all the time. So tired, just dragging ass all day, every day. And I said, now I feel a ton better. I, you know, I, I, I feel like I can concentrate more. I have more yeah. energy, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. I said, you know, I used to fall asleep. Like the last time I was here, I fell asleep in the waiting room <laughs> after I checked in, waiting to come back and talk to you. She's, she started laughing. She's uh, like, yeah, well, I'm glad to see that it's working for you. Yeah. You're doing a good job. And so, yeah. And I got fitted for, well, I didn't actually get fitted for. She gave me a different type of mask that I tried for the first time last night. Cause isn't the one you had just your nose or something? Yeah, or? it goes, it like covers my whole nose. Okay. Um, and it's got this plastic bar that extends from like the middle of my forehead down to the thing that goes over okay. my nose and a bunch of straps and everything. And I can't wear my glasses with it because of that plastic bar. Yeah. So basically once I put my CPAP on, I'm blind, going to go to sleep and the new mask that I was given. And the other thing about the mask that I, that I have been using is that the hose attaches like right at the end of it, like right below oh, my nose. It's like right in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like right there, right in front of me the whole time. And so I can't really sleep on my side or, yeah. or on my stomach or anything. I have to sleep on my back the whole time. The new one is pretty cool. It just is like this one silicone band that goes around and then it's just these things that rest barely inside my nostrils. So do you look kind of like the bad guy from Mad Max? Mm, no, no, not really. Uh. But I think the sizing on it is a bit off because I have tiny nostrils. Oh, so it feels like it's like pushing and, out on them. Yeah. It's like, it feels like it's pushing out my nose. And then it, I woke up and my nose was sore just because. I heard if you do some cocaine, it makes your nostrils fatter <laughs> or wider. Like oh yeah. It just, yeah. It widens that canal up in there. Just kind of chews all the tissue away as yeah, you're yeah, just snorting just, all the cocaine. Just a minor habit of cocaine. I have never tried cocaine. I was always afraid that I would like it too much. <laughs> And so I've always steered clear of it. Like, that's just a road to ruin right there. Yeah. Because I have a little bit of an addictive personality for stuff and like that. And I'm like, mm, I'm just going to avoid it. I've watched Wolf of Wall Street. I see how it turns out. <laughs> it always seemed like a bad idea. I hear it's great, but I've never tried it. <laughs> uh, I get to go to the Tool concert tomorrow. Pretty excited about that. This isn't the first time. Didn't you see him last year? Uh, Perfect Circle came oh, Perfect Circle, yeah. last okay. year, the year before. I can't remember which. But yeah, Tool has released their latest album after, I think, an 11-year yeah, span between. But, I mean, he was doing all those other side projects and everything. Oh, yeah, Pussifer and, yeah. and A Perfect Circle and other little things. Well, and then he's got his winery yeah. and he's opening restaurants and Maynard's very the, busy with things. The winery that we will never get the wine from here in Utah because he's told Utah to fuck off. <laughs> Did you ever hear that story? No. He came to Utah. He was touring explicitly to promote his wine. Mm -hmm. And he was selling his wine at the shows. But when he came to Utah, I said, you can't do that. He said, well, that's the whole point of this show. It's for the winery. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, you can play your concert, but you can't sell any wine. You can't sell alcohol so here in Utah? So basically, he was like, well, fuck you. I will never allow my wine to be sold in Utah then. Awesome. Yay, Utah's religious majority that 
doesn't allow us to do things that they yeah. consider sinful as much as we would like. Yeah, because every other state let him sell his wine, yeah. but Utah. Well, and it always it always kills me that in one of the reddest states in the nation, you know, ran and controlled by the party who's all about liberty and individual and, freedoms yep. and smaller government and no regulations. They fucking control all of that shit here. It's state well, run liquor stores. Whenever I hear that verbiage come out of someone's mouth, I hear, Oh, you actually are talking about businesses. You don't want them to have any yeah. rules or regulations, but as far as the people, you want them to be ruled like a fucking communist society. Mm -hmm. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's a good thing. God gave us free will. I mean, hell, Utah was a state that wanted to put the fucking blocker on your phones for anything pornographic that you'd have to pay to get taken off. Yeah. Instead of being like, no, if you want that on your phone, guess what you do? You pay to have it put on your phone. Mm-hmm. There are things called apps. You can download them. To help block the pornography yeah. from your children's? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a local company that's starting up. Well, they've been, they've been around for a little while that they're offering cell phones. With? That they're, they're basically for kids between, you know, eight and 12 or 14 in that area. So it's a cheap phone. It's like a hundred bucks for the phone and they can make calls and send texts and stuff with their friends, but they can't download any apps. They don't have access to the internet. And it's like, this is a way for you to get in touch with people and for people to get in touch with yeah. you. But, but literally any phone, you can download applications to do that with it. Oh, yeah. Phone, laptop, tablet, any of those. Yeah. Yeah. Parent, parental control stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 What else? What else? What else there? Oh, I, I qualified for the first time this year for the Valley View shootout tournament, which is basically like, these are our 50 top players throughout the year. Oh. And then they send you a private invitation to this tournament at Valley View. Yeah, I saw on what, was it Saturday or Sunday when it was cold as fuck out? Like, mm -hmm. like you had done a really good game. Yes, I did. A, I did a good thing. <laughs> I did do a good game. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I played really well. I tied for first place net in my flight. So first time ever being invited to the tournament and I took first place. I was pretty excited about that. I played pretty well for a change. I'm I'm actually surprised I'm not sick from that weather last week. Oh yeah, because last Wednesday, my first day at work for the week, uh, we had to go do ATV training huh. for people that needed it for that Saturday. They didn't have their licenses, so we had to go out and do that with them. What is ATV training? Basically, sign them off that they're safe and know how to properly use. This a fucker knows how to ride a four wheeler. Yeah, well, we put them through the whole obstacle course and everything. Yeah, oh. make them ride different patterns and do different stuff on it to mm. kind of show, Hey, this is how you do it. This is how you don't do it. Uh, make sure they're safe on them. But it was literally blowing 40 mile an hour gusts of wind. And it was like 30 degrees outside. So we're all out there in coats in a field with nothing to block the wind going, it's fucking freezing <laughs> out here. And then the next day I spent the entire fucking morning when it was below zero huh. on top of a four story tower. So people can go repelling. <laughs> repelling in the cold it was fire prevention week and at the end of the week we do an open house with our training facility on mm -hmm. base mm -hmm. and let people go and do different stuff and since i'm one of the rope guys one of the rescue guys uh yeah i had to be on top of the tower with them repelling people off the building do a lot of people show up for that we had like 12 yeah <laughs> <laughs> because it was fucking freezing 
But we've had years in the past where people come out there and they might have 50, 60 people show up and you got people lined up to go repelling. And we put a trainer out there that people can go. That's a car trainer. That's propane. Mm. Let them take the hose and pretend to put the fire out on that. And I did play a with, thing. Play with the FLIR, the thermal imaging camera inside of a darked out building and break doors open and stuff. So we let them play with some of the tools. Oh, that sounds kind of fun. So. But when it's fucking freezing outside, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet that would that would take things down a notch when you're yeah. fucking freezing your ass off yeah. out there trying to do it. Um, did a shit ton of yard work over the weekend. I'm all fucking cut up <laughs> and saw, bruised saw and scraped. Yeah, we took we took out like fencing. We trimmed bushes. We we fucking did everything like all day Sunday and Monday. Tracy and I were out in the yard. Working a lot. I got ver ver dirty. Yeah. Our sink is still leaking. God damn it. <laughs> I talked about it on the last show. It's been almost oh, two weeks yeah. now. That they actually, so I, I called a plumber. He came out and spent an hour out here while I fucked around with the sink trying to get it to leak. Oh, and it, it just wouldn't. There, I mean, there was a bowl under the sink that was collecting water. He saw that. He dumped it out. And then we couldn't get it to give us even one fucking drop <laughs> over the hour that he was here. I ran the dishwasher. I ran the water hot and cold on and off. Used the automatic switch. I just, it wouldn't fucking leak. And he's like, uh, sometimes they seal themselves, you know, with the minerals in the water. If it's just a little pinhole yeah, leak, yeah. sometimes it'll seal itself. And so if it starts leaking again, give us a call. He leaves. I put the bowl back under there. Drip. Go and I, I can't remember what I was doing, editing the show or something. I came back down a couple hours later and Tracy was in the kitchen. She's like, yeah, there's more water in the bowl. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so now I got to get the plumber out here. We, we finally did figure out it's coming from the faucet. Okay. But like up inside. Like the neck of it? Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere's about in there. I'll have to have him and come back And that's a new out. one. Yeah. Well, so it's the automatic faucet, yeah. right? You don't have to touch it. You can just. Wave your hand. Yeah, you wave yeah. your hand under the neck and it'll turn on. And when I installed it, I told Tracy at the time, the instructions say, if you're not going to be using this for very long, don't just turn it off with the automatic shutoff thing. Like, you know, actually move the handle in, turn the water off, because after a while it just wears Pressure out. Pressure built up on it. And yeah, and you know, every time you turn it on and off, there's kind of a water hammer effect. Yeah. And so it wears out the seals and all that. And... So I told her all that and she's like, what's fucking stupid? Why would have, why the fuck would we do that? Like, what's the whole point of even having an automatic thing? I'm not going to fucking do that. And I was just like, okay. I reminded her of that the other day and she's like, oh, I don't remember saying that. And it's like, but does it sound out of character? It's like, nah. <laughs> not really. That's, that's pretty much you to a T. <laughs> um, there's been a ton of feedback after my first formal debate. Yeah. Lots and lots of feedback. I had tons of comments on the YouTube videos. I've been getting lots of unsolicited messages in my Facebook inbox. Uh, a lot of email messages sent to the show and to me personally. A couple of them that I have responded to. And with the exception, well, I would say it's been like 75% uh, Christians providing feedback. And of that 75%, probably 60 to 70% of it has been, hey, I appreciate what you had to say. And I was 
looking forward to a respectful debate. And, you know, unfortunately that, that didn't happen for whatever reason, but I wanted to hear more from you. And, and in the future, if you have debates like this, you know, not that I'm on your side, but here's some <laughs> tips for you and blah, blah, blah. And they, then most of the information that I've been receiving from Christians, um, has been very well worded and written in like proper English. <laughs> I was super fucking surprised. Most, most of the time when I get feedback from Christians, it's all caps with like six or seven exclamation points at the end of each sentence, misspelled. Those those are the keyboard warriors that want to be mad at you. And (laughs) why don't you go to hell and suck Satan's dick? Those ones are the ones that are usually the poorly worded, no punctuation. Yeah. Misspelled. God's my hero. Why are you being mean to him? You big fucking turd. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, that's the kind of responses that I get on a typical basis. (laughs) So it's interesting to see the, the difference between like my everyday interactions with just Christians online who are pissed at me for one thing or another and people, you know, Christians who actually watched the debate and they're like, oh yes, I watched debates as a Christian because, you know, I, I want to learn more about stuff and whatever. And it's it's like a whole different breed of Christians yeah. <laughs> that I'm that I've been getting a lot of feedback from. Some of it very helpful. Um I haven't replied to all of the messages yet because there have been a ton, but I think I've seen almost all of them and will eventually reply to all of them. I just haven't had the time to do it yet. Um I'm gonna be on the Left of the Valley Left at the Valley podcast on hmm. Saturday. I'm not sure when it will be released, but I will be sure to let everybody know about that when it's available. Gray's birthday party is this Sunday, and I still have not heard from my father or grandmother. Do you think there's a possibility of them just being like, well, we'll just show up? If that happens, they're going to be sorely disappointed when I meet them at the door and say, sorry, I love you guys, but you can't come in. You're not invited to the party. And so you drove all the way down here for no reason other than for me to tell you that you need to turn around and go home because you're not coming in tonight. So that might be interesting if that happens. I don't know that it will, but I, it's, it's strange that I haven't heard from them yet. Yeah. Um, just take them and go to, go do a social axe. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. To take who my dad and my grandma. No, oh. no leave. So they come to the house, <laughs> but you guys are all at a place throwing axes at walls. Oh yeah. But here we can get drunk for, yeah, true. A lot cheaper and sit around and chit-chat and Yeah. And the dogs will be happy. They have people to play with. Uh but yeah, that that might be interesting. It might not be. I mean, maybe they I I know that there are a few family members of mine who listen to the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe word just got back to them that they were not invited this year. But I would think then that they would have contacted me even sooner to yeah. say, Hey, I heard about this and wanted to talk to you about it, but that hasn't happened. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Just waiting to hear from them. If it happens, uh, if you're not watching succession on HBO, you're fucking missing out, man. <laughs> That's an awesome show. Everybody should check it out. Uh, we just finished season two the other night or maybe season three. I can't remember which, but it's just fucking amazing. It's so goddamn good. I really, really like that show. It's one of my favorite shows on right now. I did queue it up in my Amazon Prime. It's so good. Uh, that's uh, pretty much all I've got. We have a ton of fucking news, man. This 
just the last two days, all of the news just that the has last come 24 out, hours. Oh yeah. Has been fucking nuts. <laughs> Everything from Rick Perry resigning to the acting DHS head resigning to Mick Mulvaney admitting live on I, television that yes, the president did in fact, uh, quid pro quo, you, <laughs> basically commit a crime. And there was a quid pro quo with Ukraine and that we should all just get over it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, it's a new at, at this point, it's just politics. like, yeah, I know I'm a crook. What are you going to fucking do about it? Yeah. You're not going to do anything. Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's how brazen it is. It's just like, yeah, so what? I committed uh, a crime. I'm going to have the G7 summit at one of my own hotels yeah. because you know what? Fuck you guys. It's empty that time of year anyways. I need business. <laughs> Unfucking believable. We have a ton of ton of stories to cover tonight. Uh, we'll do that after this break. Okay. Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. About a bowl of chili. Hot one. Be right there. Antichrist will be a woman in a man's body with seven heads and seven tails. Make that to go. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. So you found this story. I did. It seems seems fun, maybe. Um... Depends, I haven't read the whole thing. Depends on your idea of fun. <laughs> Interesting? Interesting, yes. Okay. If you like Cabin Fever, this might be a blast. <laughs> this comes to us from BBC News. The headline yeah. says, Dutch family waiting for end of time found yeah. in a secret room. I thought it was crazy. And then I said it reminded me of that Brandon Fraser movie. Then we had to figure out what t- movie it was. And we just found it. And I forgot the fucking name of it already. Blast from the Past. Yeah, Blast from the Past. Uh, <laughs> a very memorable movie. The, yeah, the movie was that good. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be as exciting as this story. Hopefully more exciting. <laughs> well, why don't you read All it right. to us since you found this one? It says a man of 58 and six young, young adults aged 18 to 25 were living on a farm uh, in the province of Drenthe? Drenthe? Drenthe, probably, yeah. I'm going to say the E is silence. Yeah. Uh, the family were found after the eldest of the children ordered beer at a bar in the nearby village of Runerwold? Runerwold? Runerwold. We're going to call it <laughs> Runerwold. That's what the family did to these kids. <laughs> uh, he told staff he needed help. Broadcaster from RTV Drenthe reported. We found six people, uh, quotation, or what, you know, those thingies. Uh, <laughs> we found six people living in a small space in the house, which could be locked, but wasn't a basement. Police said in a statement late on Tuesday. So it wasn't like, a basement. Like a, it was like a secret room or secret compartment in the home. So on the main floor? I'm guessing, like, I'm like, they showed images of the place. It looks like a fairly decent sized little ranch. Yeah. But it also looks like it's fairly rural, too. Like, they're not having guests come over. Mm -hmm. And the family was probably locked in that Nobody would bother us while we're hiding in the (laughs) secret room. This is the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Not Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they all talk like this? 
The chef does, yes. <laughs> Says the older man had been arrested, according to the family. He is the father of the six children, uh, say police. It was not clear whether they had been there voluntarily, police added. The eldest son was not there at the time, police told the BBC. Local reporters described the man as a handyman called Joseph B. Joseph B. B. <laughs> <laughs> Who was originally from Austria. Yeah. Later was in Austria. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, local mayor Roger D. Groot. Groot, told reporters. He uh, is Groot. <laughs> He revealed that some of the family had not been registered locally and also indicated that the 50-year-old uh, was not the father. The public broadcaster said the family had been living in isolation, waiting for the end times. Ah, the end time. Yes. No time like the end time. A, besides this time. <laughs> <laughs> Bar owner Chris Westerbeck. Westerbeek? Westerbeek. Described how the man had come in, ordering five beers and drunk them. <laughs> I mean, if I've been trapped in a house for God knows fucking how long. 20 years, did it say? Yeah. A long fucking time. A long time, yeah. Yeah. Sure as shit, I'm going to order five beers and drink them and then ask you to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> then I had a chat with him and he revealed he had run away and needed help. We then called the police, he said. After the guy drank five beers. After the guy drank five <laughs> beers. <laughs> he added... He had long hair, a dirty beard, wore old clothes, and looked confused. He said he had never been to school and hadn't been to a barber in nine years. Jeez. Oh, I mean, I guess mom doesn't count. So that must have been down there. Oh, yeah. At least, at nine, least years. nine years. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they were bringing them out. Then when they got to a certain age, we're like, hey, they might get us in trouble. You're locked in here. Hmm. Uh, he said he had brothers and sisters who lived uh, at the farm. He said he was the oldest and wanted to end the way they were living. Officers visited the remote farmhouse and carried out a search. They discovered a hidden staircase behind a cupboard uh, in the living room that led down a secret right down to a secret room where the families were housed. Runa World is a village with a population of less than 3,000. The farm is outside the village and accessible by a bridge over a canal. I mean, I hope the bridge goes over something. <laughs> the farm, which is part hidden behind a row of trees, also has a large vegetable pot and a goat. Now, how much good does a goat do you? <laughs> we have a goat. We have one goat. <laughs> we are saving him for a very special meal. <laughs> a neighbor told Dutch media that he had only ever seen one man on the farm, no children, and that there had been animals on the grounds, such as geese and a dog. Not surprising. It's a farm. Mm. Uh, the local postman said he had never delivered a letter there. It's actually pretty strange now that I come to think about it. He told Algerman Algermin Dagbold. <laughs> Fuck that. News That's the name of the fucking website? <laughs> Rethink that branding. <laughs> uh, people in the area tweeted the news, and one reporter posted images of the farmhouse saying he had uh, been asked to keep at a distance. And I'm not going to read that Dutch. <laughs> oh, it'd be interesting. Uh, police in Drenneth confirmed that a 58-year-old man had been arrested and was under investigation after refusing to cooperate. Yesterday, someone reported to us that they were worried about the living conditions of people in the house. And holy fuck, that word too. 
Bittenheiserweg. Bittenheiserweg. In Runerworld. In Runerworld. Uh, they wrote that in a tweet. We went there. <laughs> uh, we still have many unanswered questions, they said, adding that all the scenarios were open and their investigation was fully underway. The farmhouse and surrounding grounds were cordoned off. Some reports suggest the 58-year-old had suffered a stroke and had been confined to his bed. Uh, it was unclear what had happened to the children's mother, although the mayor said she had died some time ago. So it's just this dude and six this, kids yeah. living in this room? Age 18 to 25 now. They're 18 to 25. And oh, jeez. So if they were down there for a minimum of nine years, the last time he said he had a haircut, he would have been, what, 16? Wow. As the oldest? Wow. And, yeah. That's yeah, nuts, that's... man. People are fucking weird. I wonder if this was a religious thing oh, or... Well, they're waiting for the end times. It has to be some yeah. sort of religious culty type thing unless they're waiting for a zombie apocalypse and it's just a <laughs> different kind of religion uh yeah weird culty shit but this that's just another example of how uh religion doesn't harm you there's no harmful thoughts you can have yeah by what harm is there in, in religious fairy tales of a jesus that's going to come back and dig up all the dead bodies and let them roam the earth for so many years <laughs> and and if you're lucky enough you get to ascend to heaven we need to wait out the apocalypse <laughs> We're going to hide in the secret room. Here's, okay. This isn't the first time we've heard about someone waiting out the apocalypse and trying to hide someplace below yeah. ground or whatever. Yeah. Do they honestly think God can't find them in their fucking secret room? <laughs> like, like God can't see this room. It's not on the blueprints. <laughs> well, we're just waiting for the calamity to die down and then we will return to the surface where we will live as kings. Yeah, but. God sees you there. He's like, oh, you're dead. Fuckers. You're cheating. You're cheating. <laughs> oh, speaking of cults. Yeah. <laughs> here in the state, here in the state of Utah, they're honestly arguing about whether or not conversion therapy should be banned. Fuck you, Gail Rizekia. It's, it's, it's nuts. This comes to us from KSL.com, which is the LDS church's news propaganda arm. Yeah. One of two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, church, the, the headline says, Church says Utah rule effectively banning conversion therapy for minors should be appropriately amended. By appropriately amended, they mean throw it in the fucking garbage. We're going we're gonna to do this to kids. Well, they mean, they basically mean that as long as you don't impinge upon our quote unquote religious freedom to cause harm, to actively yeah. harm people, then you're okay. Allow us to have these meeting houses where we. Strap electrodes to young boys' balls and zap them while they watch pornographic <laughs> material. That's what happens in a lot of these, yeah. Uh, so Salt Lake City, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced Tuesday is it is against Utah's proposed new rule to the state's psychologist licensing board that would effectively ban gay conversion therapy for minors. If adopted, the new rule adds, quote, Engaging in or attempting to engage in the practice of sexual orientation change efforts or gender identity change efforts with a client who is less than 18 years old, end quote, to the board's definition of unprofessional conduct. The church, quote, denounces any abusive professional practice or treatment, end quote, the statement read. Additionally, it stated that the church hopes those who experience, quote, same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria find compassion and understanding from family members, church leaders, and members and professional counselors. They're, they're still acting like this is a problem and you need to be fixed. Yeah. 
Yeah. The church's family services filed comments against the new rule, according to the release. The Utah Department of Commerce's public comment period for the rule ended Tuesday. The church is concerned the new rule is, quote, ambiguous in key areas and overreaches in others, the statement read. For example, it fails to protect individual religious beliefs and does not account for important realities of gender identity in the development of children, the news release stated. Which basically is bullshit. Yeah, they're basically saying, like, like I said yeah. before, you're, you're going to not let us hurt people, and that's bad, yeah. okay? Because we, we think God told us that it's okay to hurt these people, okay? And so we're going to do that. When they say the realities of sexual, you know, gender identity stuff, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, no, we know it's bad. Yeah. God said it's bad to be gay, and they're being bad. And we want them to change that. And that's the reality. They're being bad. We don't want them to be bad. So yeah. they're not going to be bad no more because we're going to make them not be bad. We're going to be bad to make them not be bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if the Utah Department of Commerce accepts the rule change with no changes made, the earliest effective date would be October 22nd, according to the department. As of September, the department received more than 1,300 written comments with 85% in support of the ban. The church opposes the rule in its current form. Yeah. And in the release, officials asked that it be appropriately amended to address the concerns raised in family services comments or that Utah lawmakers provide statutory guidance on this important issue. The proposed change follows legislation that, passed, that failed to pass during the state's 2019 session that would have banned the use of conversion therapy on minors in Utah, even though LGBTQ advocates and the governor had reached a consensus and the church did not oppose the legislation. Geez, I wonder why that would not have passed here in our, among our Utah legislators, who, who I think it's 85, 90% yeah. Mormons. Well, because the church did not publicly oppose it, probably because they're talking to them behind the doors. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. What, what was the name of that fucking guy that used to be a, a legislator here oh. in Utah? And there were all these tapes released by Mormon leaks of him talking about doing shit like the Ogref at, in his profession, no. you know, in his professional oh, legislative yeah. duties, doing shit to help the LDS church. Yeah. Where he's literally, they're saying, Oh, it's, you're doing good work, brother over there. If you can just yeah. go over there and make sure that they're going to allow us to, to bring the, the missionaries in and, and do that. He's like, yep, I'm going to go over there for the, the, the Pacific, a specific goal of allowing missionaries into your, their countries. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Going to abuse the powers of... Oh, a Republican abusing his powers. Jeez, I wonder how that would ever happen. It, it won. <laughs> uh, the proposed change allows... Uh, sorry. Governor Gary Herbert then told the Utah Department of Commerce and the Utah Division of Occupational and Professional Licensing to draft a rule. The leadership of the Utah House Democratic Caucus it released a statement Wednesday in response to the church's opposition to the proposed rule. Quote, Conversion therapy is widely condemned by mental health professionals across the nation, the statement read. For any person under age 18, conversion therapy or any other practice that claims to change a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression should be prohibited in our state, end quote. That's not really the end of the quote. It's just another yeah. paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> the state is correct to pursue policies that ensure safety and protection of children from harmful practices, the statement continued. Also Wednesday, Representative Angela Romero, yay, Democrat of Salt Lake City, issued a statement on the church's opposition calling it hypocritical. Yeah. Quote, it's disappointing the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints refuses to highlight the tremendous harm that conversion therapy has done 
and continues to inflict on countless numbers of people. Romero's statement read, It's hypocritical to preach compassion while condoning this hateful and failed practice. This issue is not about upholding the rights of religious beliefs. It's about protecting youth from practices known to inflict harm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly correct. You can't use your religious beliefs as a fucking shield for harming people. Well, even like... Well, sure, I stabbed him in the throat, but according to my religious beliefs, that's perfectly fine. I spilled all the blood. <laughs> uh, uh, when they did the the rule with the, you know, if you're gay, you can't become part of the church. And how how much did suicide oh, yeah, rates the, spike? The policy that they released 2016, I believe. Yeah. yeah, then the suicide rates among teens and young adults all of a sudden just spiked around that time. Yeah, strange how that kind of shit happens. Every LDS conference, there's a spike in suicides. Suicides. Because of the shit that these old fuckers say yeah. from the pulpit. On the heels of that story, we have another one, this time from the Salt Lake Tribune, which is not a propaganda arm of the LDS church. Although it almost became one. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was really fucking Really close. close to being sold off to the fucking KSL, yeah. the Mormons. To Deseret News and yeah. Yeah. Um, the title for this says Tribune Editorial. Utah should ban conversion therapy no matter what the LDS church says. And I could not agree yeah. more. It's by the Salt Lake Tribune editorial board. It says psychotherapy is a science, not perhaps the most exact and clear cut of all the sciences, but it is nevertheless a science and its practice and practitioners must be regulated through that lens. Conversion therapy, a sweet name for a form of emotional abuse that has damaged and in some cases ended the lives of some of our most vulnerable young people is not science. No. Across the nation. Yeah, take that, Mike Pence, you stupid fucker. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's called abuse. <laughs> Across the nation, people who study and supervise the practice of psychiatry and psychology have determined that any effort to change the sexual orientation or gender identity of a person is generally fruitless and often damaging. Damaging up to and including an increased likelihood of suicide. Mm -hmm. The practice has been called out by professional organizations and the appropriate authorities around the country and its practice on minors is now banned in 18 states. Should be 50. Yeah, there there needs to be 32 more states added to that list. For a moment there, it looked like Utah was well on the way to becoming the 19th state to take this necessary step. A bill to do so was moving through the last session of the Utah legislature, having won the support of members of both parties of groups that support LGBTQ people and the apparent acquiescence of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The Mormons. Yeah. But the process was hijacked by some far-right-wing lawmakers and came to nothing. Then Governor Gary Herbert made the highly reasonable suggestion that perhaps the issue wasn't really a legislative matter anyway, that it should be referred to the Utah Division of Occupational and Professional Licensing, which regulates, among other things, the practice of mental health treatment around here. The division took the task seriously, drafted a rule, held hearings, and opened a public comment period, which closed Tuesday which is when the LDS church officially came out with a statement opposing the proposed ban on conversion, th on conversion therapy. The proposal said the church is ambiguous in key areas and overreaches in others, to which one can only ask which part of no don't yeah. you understand? And don't they always say, well, we don't want people to have special rules like the gays and... Yeah, we don't we don't need to have special rules and special rights allotted to these people. We should all enjoy the same rights and privileges, except I need extra rights, rights and privileges, privileges when it comes to my religion. Yeah. 
Cause you're you're stepping all over it. You don't give me the right to be a racist or. It's a like I can't even be a giant fucking asshole in public these <laughs> days without somebody calling me a giant fucking asshole in public. Yeah, I just want to do my molesting legally. <laughs> <laughs> the evil of using the tools and guise of mental health counseling in an attempt to change the sexual orientation of or gender identity of any human being is not ambiguous. Banning it for minors in all cases does not overreach. No, the church statement says, "quote." The church hopes that those who experience same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria find compassion and understanding from family members, church leaders, and members, and professional counselors. The church denounces any abusive professional practice or treatment. Yeah, why aren't you denouncing this one? Yeah, why don't you, why the fuck are you trying to prop this up then? Why don't you just say, yeah, let's ban that, that's, yeah. that's harmful. That can only be read as an expression of the belief that, quote, same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria, end quote, are illnesses or maladies that can be treated or cured. That is not true no matter how many officials of no matter how many officials of how many religious groups say it is. The division should follow through on its proposal and ban the practice of conversion therapy on minors in Utah. Not only will it be sparing many young people untold pain, it would also be a step in protecting the LDS church from itself. Which is a good point. I mean they they're doing so much lately that just keeps driving people away. Oh yeah. I, I'm kind of torn on whether I should cheer for how fucking backward and stupid they're being well, or be sad because they're being backward and stupid and it's still harming people. But uh, it's a mixed bag, right? Because it's driving more people away from the religion, but it's also still actively harming people. So aren't we really close to the tipping point where there's, where, uh, Mormons are actually the minority in this state now? Uh, I think there's still like 65%. Was it, was it that high still? Yeah. Cause I thought I remember reading somewhere it was like, it was getting, like in, Salt keeps, Lake, in Salt Lake City, I think they're in the minority now. Yeah, I know in Salt Lake uh, City they are. Yeah. But I was thinking for the whole state where it was kind of like reaching a bit of a tipping point. Like in Ogden, I, I don't think the area of Ogden I live in, it's not very Mormony. Oh, yeah. A lot of Catholics. Yeah, there's a, there is a lot of Catholics in Ogden, or yeah. there are a lot of Catholics yeah. in Ogden, I've noticed, for sure. It's more Catholic than it is Mormon, but I, I would almost beg to say that Mormons might be a minority in Ogden even. That might be. I, I don't know. I'd have to look up the numbers there but for, for sure. Then for statewide, when you got Provo, where it's like, well, Provo's about 98% more. Oh, yeah, dude. All of fucking Utah <laughs> County is, holy shit. It's, it's yeah. almost like moving back in time 20 years going to Utah County. When I went. And just the backward fucking ridiculous beliefs that people have there and, and are like super proud about their ignorance and assholery. <laughs> when I was filming at a rodeo down there. Uh-huh. I felt like I was going to get killed. Oh yeah. Like how. You ain't from around these parts. Well, is no, you? just like even the announcer. And that's where Mitt Romney was sitting in the stand. Oh, that right. Right. Uh, just the announcer, the shit he was saying, it's like, holy fuck. Am I at a clan rally? <laughs> oh, like Utah, like not being like racist, but going off like, oh, these, you don't see any snowflakes out here today, do you? And that kind of shit. And yeah, just being geez. extremely like very re pro Republican. Lock her up. Lock yeah. her up. Yeah. USA, USA, yeah. USA. Where I felt like I'm like, I don't agree with anything this man says besides the numbers of how long the time the guy was on the bull, because that's about <laughs> the only thing that's accurate. <laughs> the church already bears the scars of its continuing efforts to belittle and demean LGBTQ people and relationships. From its support of Proposition 8 in California to its continued opposition to full rights for same-sex couples, 
The church that is a pillar of Utah culture and society continues to damage itself almost every time the issue comes up. Yeah. They do. They shoot themselves in the fucking foot all the goddamn time because they're assholes about it. Yeah. They, they try to, they try to profess that they have this great and unbounding and, and, you know, wonderful love for members of our LGBTQ Yeah, they just had it two weeks ago. Here in Utah. But, you know, they're also incredibly sick and sinful and yeah. wrong and need to be fixed because yeah. they're broken and awful. And this is the way to fix it. <sighs> By waiting until the final hour to take a stand on the proposed ban, church leaders acted without transparency and in an attempt to cut off further debate. And it seeks to stand in the way of significant effort to improve the practice of mental health services in a state that is already at the bottom of the stack in such services and where youth suicide is endemic. Herbert, that would be Governor Gary Herbert, mm. had no direct reply to the church's position other than to say that public participation in such decisions is a good thing, which it is. But the governor's original charge to the professional licensing division should stand. Conversion therapy for minors should, must be banned. Yeah. This is a board of professionals making the decision. Yeah, it's a board of, of people who do this for a fucking yeah. living versus untrained lay people sitting at the head of a fucking cult. Yeah, which is honestly how I think all decisions should be made. N not not by untrained people yeah. sitting at not, the head of a cult. Yeah, well, no, no, not just that, but like when they do like, hey, we're going to introduce this new book. What do you think, mom and dad? This is their new science book. And they go, it says evolution. That's bad. We need that out. It's like, no. You don't get to come in and publicly say how you want your kids to be taught. We are going to go to professionals that write these books for a living. Cause guess what? They're such, they're do such a good job in that field that they've been asked, Hey, will you write the textbooks that educate the next generation of people that might become fucking scientists? That person probably knows way more about this shit than you do, mommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it kills me. So there's, there's been all of this talk about the conversion therapy stuff going on here in Utah and that it's, you know, we were, we were super close to having it passed last year and yeah. this year we were getting close. And again, the LDS church sticks its big fucking nose in the tent and says, no, I don't, that's, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. We still want to be able to harm people. Yeah. It's very frustrating to live here sometimes. Aloha, everybody. This is Nico Gonzalez, former Jehovah's Witness and a content producer for the Conversations with God podcast. Be on the lookout for my own show, coming soon, called If I Was God. You're listening to The Godless Revolution. Peace be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming out, y'all. Oh, boy. What a turnout. Uh, well, it is a big day. Today, we answer mankind's most pressing question. Namely, what the hell's going on? Now, Preacher Custer here argues not only is there a God, he's going to call him down right into this room and we're all going to talk to him. Ain't that right, Preacher Custer? Something like that. What I say, my position in all of this is that Preacher Custer like every single preacher, priest, and holy man since the dawn of time is full of shit. The only true God, the only real God, is the God of meat. 
thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. When I first saw this story, I thought for sure it was satire or Poe. It should be. <laughs> so I, I first saw it on front of the show, Jack Maturko's Facebook timeline. Yeah. Uh, Jack is the one of the co-hosts of the Naked Diner podcast, along with Andy. And he posted this link to a click-to-pray e-rosary device uh, and posted a link to this website called Vatican News. And when I saw it, I thought, oh, clearly that's... That's just a satire thing, right? It's yeah, because you know it, it's got a little ticker thing inside of it that prints your prayer prayer out when it's answered. And... <laughs> so, so I start reading this. This is this is from the Vatican News website. It says, "Click to pray e rosary wearable smart device to pray the rosary for peace." In the middle of the extraordinary missionary month of October, the Pope's worldwide prayer network launched the Click to Pray e rosary at a press conference in the Vatican on October fifteenth. October is also the month of the rosary. What is it? The click to play, excuse me, click to pray e-rosary is an interactive, smart and app driven wearable device that serves as a tool for learning how to pray the rosary for peace in the world. It can be worn as a bracelet and is activated by making the sign of the cross. (laughs) It is synchronized with a free app of the same name, which allows access to an audio guide, exclusive images and personalized content about the praying of the rosary. Organizers say it is within the reach of everyone, aimed at the peripheral frontiers of the digital world where the young people dwell. The click to eat, the click to pray, e-rosary serves as a technology-based teaching tool to help young people pray the rosary for peace and to contemplate the gospel. The project brings together the best of the church's spiritual tradition and the latest advances. <laughs> talking like Donald Adventure. Trump without meaning to. The latest advances. The oranges of which we will never know <laughs> of the technological world. Physically, the device consists of 10 consecutive black agate and hematite rosary beads and of a smart cross, which stores all the technological data connected to the app. It also knows when you're jerking off. <laughs> when activated, the user has the possibility to choose either to pray the standard rosary, a contemplative rosary, and different kinds of thematic rosaries that will be updated every year. Once the prayer begins, the smart rosary shows the user's progress throughout the different mysteries <laughs> and keeps track of each rosary completed. So they, they they click it, then they look at their phone, and they just read something off the fucking phone? That's my guess. It says, the click to pray family. <laughs> this smart rosary belongs to the family of click to pray. Oh, fuck. The official prayer app of the Pope's worldwide prayer network where Pope Francis has his own personal profile that connects thousands of people around the globe to pray every day. Thousands of people. Yes. To pray every day. They've sold a lot. Around the world. The click to pray e-rosary is also accompanied or is also intended to accompany him in his daily and monthly intentions in order to build a world with the taste of the gospel. That sounds weird. His monthly intention and the taste of the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) The project of the Click to Pray e-rosary is an initiative of the the Pope's worldwide network. You've already told us that. Yeah. A pontifical work with the mission of mobilizing Catholics through prayer and action in the face of the challenges confronting humanity and the mission of the church. These challenges are addressed in the form of prayer intentions each month 
entrusted by the Pope to the entire church. The network has produced all the special contents of this smart rosary. Gage Tech Inc., GTI, a tech company dedicated to innovative lifestyle gadgets with operations spanning five continents around the globe, was responsible for the technological design of the wearable device. What, what's, what's so tech? It's, it's got a fucking garage door opener built into it that fucking <laughs> signals your phone to open an app. <laughs> this fucking, so I thought for sure this had to be a fucking, uh. a, a satire thing, but it's not. I, I I read the article initially and I laughed and I thought, well, that's fucking ridiculous. Clearly that's silly. So then I did some searching and found out that, that Vatican News is an actual site ran by the Catholic mm. Church spreading the good word of the Catholic Church and its wonderful technological advances. Yeah. <laughs> because I found this story on CNN that, that says Vatican launches $110 click-to-pray wearable rosary. And it goes over all of the same stuff we basically it's, just read, but yeah. So I was like, "Holy shit, it's a real fucking thing!" Yeah. And it's one hundred and ten dollars, which said was accessible to everybody. Which there's some people out there that can't afford there's a lot of people that can't afford one hundred ten dollar rosary. Yeah. Um, and it basically sounds like it's an app that says, "Here is the proper way to pray." <laughs> it's just let me teach you. I just, w when I was reading from the Vatican website and it said, where the young people live. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's like, okay, we're, you, we're losing young people in droves because we're fucking creepy, old, and weird and teach bullshit. So how can we get them back? I know. Let's make a rosary app and a rosary, a rosary wearable that people can use all the time. That'll get the young people back well, to us. There's probably some older guys sitting there being like, when I was a kid, I had a thing called a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> I clicked the button on it and it sang to me, why don't we have a rosary that does the same thing but prays? It just, I just, I still can't believe this is actually a thing and that they think this is awesome it's, and wonderful and that young people are going to be, to be buying, buying this, this and wearing it and using it no, no. it's going to be an it's going to be a 60 year old grandmother spending 110 dollars in this thing doesn't even know how to fucking use the app well i was going to say if anybody if any young person spends money on this it's going to be that they're getting it for their mother father grandfather aunt somebody who's a devout catholic yeah and this this younger person wants to introduce them to technology it's not going to be young people well, wearing these things. Remember what I used to remember? There used to be the infomercials for it. And it was that little, it looked like an older. Clap on. That too. Clap off. <laughs> clap on. Clap off. The clapper. Well, it looked like one of those early flip phones that had the keypad inside of it to like text and stuff. Uh -huh. But it was for prayer. So it was a little, a little like tablet, little mini cell phone sized tablet thing you would open up. And you could type in, I want to go to John 3.16, and it would read the prayers for you. <laughs> I just, I like I say, though, I, I couldn't believe that that was a real thing and yeah. had to verify it myself. And well, it turns out that, yes, it is indeed. They're, they're rich and have money to spend on stupid stuff. <laughs> it is indeed a thing. Speaking of things I could not fucking believe when I saw it. Yeah. I don't know if everybody else has had the opportunity to see this real letter. It's an actual letter from the president of the United States to the president of Turkey. And it's, oh my God, bad. I'm just going to say this before you read it. Yeah. Is it bad that we, the onion news is more believable than real <laughs> news now? When I first saw this posted, I thought the same thing. Like, 
as I did with the with the Catholic Rosary thing. Like, yeah. that's bullshit. That can't be real. This is this is satire. Clearly, when I saw this though, I thought, come on. Like, as a Democrat, I was thinking in my head, come on, Democrats, you don't need to make up stuff like this. Like, the president is stupid enough. You don't have to make stuff up (laughs) to make make him him look even more stupid. But no, this is a legit (laughs) fucking letter sent from the president of the United States to the president of Turkey on official White House letterhead. Yes. And sent sent through the White House mail. Like, this is a thing that actually fucking exists and happened. The letter says... That it's from the White House in Washington, D.C., dated October 9th, 2019, addressed to His Excellency Recep Tayyip Erdogan, President of the Republic of Turkey, Ankara. Dear Mr. President, let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson. I have worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. You can make a great deal. General Maslum is waiting to negotiate with you, and he is willing to make concessions that they would never have made in the past. I am confidentially enclosing a copy of his letter to me just received. History will look upon you favorably if you get this done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I'll call you later. <laughs> Sincerely. Scribble, scribble, scribble in black Sharpie drum. Yeah. I couldn't fucking believe it. Like, But but the, the other thing is, hey, your enemy sent me a letter confidentially, and I'm just going to give you a copy of it. <laughs> it was like, honestly, with a stupid and ridiculous and corrupt and evil and just awful that I think Donald Trump is, I thought there's no way that this letter was real. But it is because he's <laughs> even stupider than I think. Um, That's the really fucking scary thing. As bad as we all think he is, he's worse than that. You know, I said it earlier. I don't think Trump is lying. He doesn't know what fucking words mean. So when he says, I didn't do no quid pro quo. I don't even have a squid pro yeah. or a quo, whatever that is, okay? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I'm like, well, if you don't know what it means. I've heard of a GoPro. Mean- I don't know what a squid pro is. I imagine it's somebody who is very good at being a squid. I don't I don't know what that would entail or what, the, what they would be doing, but I figure that's what a squid pro is. He probably lives in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> with, with SpongeBob pants that are square. I don't know what the kids call him. I think that's it. You know what I'm talking about. I, but it just blew me away that this is a real thing that actually exists. Not only does it exist, but it was actually sent from our president to the president of another country. Yeah. Nobody in the administrative staff at the white house saw this and went, wait a minute, this is really terrible and semi-illegal. This makes our president look like a moron or reveals him for the moron that he is. I need to make sure that this isn't sent or that it's reworded or have somebody else rework this before going out. But I will bet you that Trump has everybody in the White House administration so fucking terrified 
of being berated by him and lambasted and called out on Twitter and called horrible names and him just seeking to destroy them that he's managed to create and turn everybody who works for him into a yes man. Oh yeah. He, he lives in a bubble of his own making because he's such a fucking asshole to people. Whenever anybody says no, they're all of a sudden not a part of the team. Yeah. Not here to help the country. It's yeah, it's, it's really dangerous. bad. Really bad. Okay. Uh, but this, when I saw it, I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This, this can't be a real letter that was sent from our president to the president of another country. And that's exactly what I said when I saw you post it. I'm like, wait. <laughs> well, in almost every comment that was posted underneath it was, this isn't real, yeah. is it? Or, hey, I trust that you double check Checks these things, but... but this still seems pretty fishy. So even I had to go double. I usually I, I usually don't double check what you put out there. No, you know, should always I, double check me. Well, I know you're usually pretty good on stuff, and I don't think I've ever. No, I, I caught I caught uh 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 purple dragon on a on a thing once. Grant Grant, I caught him on a thing once. I'm like Grant, uh, you've been fooled. <laughs> oh yeah what was it do you remember I, it was a it was a year or two ago on an article that that seemed convincing mm -hmm. but i remember looking it up i'm like ah nope this is this is satire this is satire i was like i just yeah i at this point i wonder if the onion is just gonna you know publish one last article that just says that's it we quit we can't we, <laughs> we can't, can't make stuff up that's we, more we, ridiculous than what is going on so <laughs> we, don't, we don't have anything else to do good but good night uh, good night and good luck They'll just, they don't even need to do anything. They should just print actual White House news and then make other shit up. <laughs> I, he, he can't get out of office fast enough for me. He should have been removed two and a half years ago. He should never have won the presidency in, in the, the first, first place. Because people didn't fucking show up to vote. Now he's doing shit like sending Rick Perry and... Uh, I can't even remember who else. I think Mike Pence and somebody else went to Turkey yeah. to negotiate a deal after Trump, you know, just by fiat alone by himself decided one day, I'm going to pull troops out and it's going to be a brilliant thing. It's going to be awesome and amazing. So many people are going to love me. And even Republicans are turning against him now because it was a terrible fucking yeah. idea. Uh -oh. He abandoned the people that. We're helping us beat back ISIS yeah. in the area. And the, his reason being, they didn't help us during World War II. <laughs> what a fucking dick. I was like, I, well, Putting the lives of not only our own troops in but harm's way, but of our lives, greatest allies in the Middle East. Yeah, our greatest allies in that region yeah. who have helped us, and he just fucking abandoned them. Yeah. The and then he announced today this great deal that he's come up with, Whereby there will be a ceasefire so that the Kurds can flee. Their land they've been fighting for for centuries. Which is a pretty, oh God, I don't even, I can't even think of the word. It's a pretty terrible way of rewording. We've, we've basically said that we're going to make these people surrender and flee so that, yeah. so that these other countries can invade. To take over the land that they fought against Saddam for. And he just fucking shit yeah. up. Who, who the fuck in the world is going to want to work with the United States while Donald Trump is at the head of anything? No one. Nobody's going to want to sign any treaties with no. him. They're not going to want to negotiate any kind of fucking deals with him because he backs out of deals that we already had in place that were good deals. Yeah. He's a fucking menace. He is ruining every governmental institution and norm that we have ever developed throughout the history of this country. He's taking a giant steaming flaming hot Cheeto shit on everything.
because he's that fucking stupid and that malicious and that malign and that corrupt and that evil. In our economy, our economy is not getting better. What last week when he basically told the uh, 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 the people set the interest rates, just lower them. I want the Fed to reduce the rates because I want him to reduce the rates. Pretty much, he's like, I don't care what's going on over here. Just just reduce the rates. Like, no, that's, that's the economy's starting to falter a little bit, and so oh, you need to reduce the rates right. more so we can make help me, artificially prop this up. Yeah, make me look better. Yeah, because if the economy tanks, that's the one thing that I have kind of going for me. Well, the one good thing is when the economy tanks, rates do go down. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody can afford them anymore. Mm-hmm. But they're already so low. It's like, where do you go from here? Well, I mean, well, they, the rates went up the last two, three years. A little bit, not a whole lot. Like a percent. Yeah. It, a very small amount and nowhere near the highs that oh, we had like yeah. during the Reagan administration. Like the 11 to 17 percent. Fucking sky high ridiculous yeah. rates for everything. Yeah. I remember uh, when my parents refinanced their house. And, and they're probably like, hey, 10 percent. That's awesome. <laughs> Yay. It's such a good rate. Uh, we have some sad news to report. Yeah. Elijah Cummings has died. He is no longer with us. He will be missed. He was an excellent, excellent legislator. He he marched with Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. He has been a civil rights activist his entire life and was forcefully trying to rein in a lot of the atrocities that we see the Trump administration yeah. committing on a daily basis. He was one of the, the, the main people in the impeachment process. Mm-hmm. And he died today, so... He will be missed. He was a really good dude. But apparently it sounds like he had been kind of sick for a while, been battling some sort of illness. They didn't yeah, really they, say what it was. Yeah, they, they said he had an ongoing illness that, that just was the eventually reason why. overtook him. Yeah. And, so no mention if he had cancer. But now or, he's dead. Yeah. So. It's about one of the only things you can bet on happening in life. Yeah. Yeah. That you're going to that gonna, you're gonna you're die, gonna die eventually. Everybody dies. Just like everybody poops. Well, that's not true. Not everybody poops? I heard Kim Jong-un does not poop. Oh, this is true. Yeah. And he, and I think he shot like 20 holes in one on an 18-hole golf course. Yeah. (laughs) Ace that shit. He's super good. (laughs) (sighs) We got a lot more news for you. Stick around. Hello. My name is Tony from the Conversations with God podcast. And as the name suggests, on that podcast, I talk to the creator of the universe, God. We discuss philosophy, cooking, death and diseases, amongst other important subjects. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution podcast, which is much better than the Conversations with God podcast. I'm I'm not really sure what you're saying, son. I'm saying... If there is some geezer out there with a big white beard, he's a wound heavyweight cunt. I, I'm sorry, did you just call God a C-word? Yeah, he's got a hard-on for mass murder and giving kids cancer. And his big old answer to the existential clusterfuck that is humanity is to nail his own bleeding son to a plane. That is a cunt move. Come on, even you got to agree hey, with me. Hey, hey, please. We should lob a fucking nuke at him, sorry. get it over and done with. You know what I'm saying? We're sorry, sir. We apologize. My man. All right, good talk. Think about it. I'm here all day, all right? You mind piping it down just a little bit? Oh, huh? I'm sorry. Didn't mean to offend you. are in the Black Baptist mum's shouting praise the Lord. Fuck you. I'm Episcopalian. And it's nothing wrong with having a little church up in you, you know? Said the bishop to the nun. 
You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. So, so before we just dive into the shittery that's going on in this country, mm-hmm. that last thing we just talked about reminded me of something from work. Oh yeah, what was that? So recently they just did a. What was the last first? What was the last thing? Oh, the 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 prayer fucking the rosary, pray rosary, pray yeah, rosary yeah. thing. Yeah, that fucking nonsense. <laughs> uh, but so we just had an EMT refresher on base, mm-hmm. and we invite local people from off base on base to take part and do their refresher as well. And off base is a uh, there's a, a Native American tribe that lives off base. Mm-hmm. So some of their members from there came and attended mm-hmm. um and one guy decided to do a ceremony around one of our fire trucks mm-hmm. to ward off evil awesome so now we have a plastic skull hanging from where our rear view mirror would be but fire trucks don't have rear view mirrors all oh, right um hanging from it so is it just a post there or what no, no, it's a it's a skull with like a mohawk. Oh no, on I mean it. instead of you said that because they don't have rear view mirrors. So what what is oh, there's there a radio. instead? Oh, okay. We got a, one of the radios is hanging up right in the middle. Oh, okay. So it's it's wrapped around the radio and kind of hangs down from it. Uh-huh. And it's got what looks like rosary beads on it and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and we have one chief who is superstitious enough to tell us, do not fuck with it. <laughs> he goes i don't want any bad things happening that that truck has been like the curse of the station breaking down all the time so he did a thing to get all the devil out of the, all the demons out of it <laughs> and he hung that in there for protection and mm. i don't want it. it's like i'm like it's and a- so instantly everything stopped breaking right no <laughs> oh come on it hasn't broken much since then i don't think but that was only like last week uh-huh so we were in the truck responding to a call and I noticed it and I'm like, Hey, there's that skull thingy. And someone else is like, what? It's like, yeah, chief so-and-so says we can't fuck with it because he bleeds in the mojo. It's given to the truck to ward off <laughs> fucking demons. So we're told don't fuck with the skull hanging in the truck and it's plastic. It's a little like novelty plastic. Is, is this a, is this a super secret special power that. Is only good for fire trucks, like no, no, it's or or smaller things like they. Well, can't... it's a pretty big fucking fire truck. Well, but I, but my <laughs> my broader point is like, if this works, yeah, why are they doing it on a fire truck versus like somehow distributing this to the whole world to make it to this... make sure the demons throughout the world are gone? This shaman can't visit the whole world. I mean, that's a that's a big task. Handling one fire truck at a time. time. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have a uh, skull warding off evil hanging from the radio in the truck. (laughs) Mm. I would lick it. I don't know why. And it's our, it's our aerial apparatus. So it's one of those trucks that's got the big ladder that you put up on it. Uh So it's, it's a bigger truck. So, I mean, it's a large apparatus. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, we have a skull hanging in it now. <laughs> a plastic skull. And that plastic skull thingy with the little rosary. And it kind of reminds me of the rosary things. So I'm like, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> does, what the fuck? It just gets in the way. makes us look stupid. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it looks neat. Just don't tell people, yeah, is there a ward off evil? <laughs> I think I want some different firemen to help me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take him in with us. You guys roll up on scene. What is that hanging in your window there? Or us to keep the evil spirits away. Or, yeah. When is the next fire truck yeah. going to arrive? <laughs> we'll, we'll just roll up to a medical. We'll run, grab that off the truck and run in to hold it over their head. Like it's warding <laughs> off the evil. <laughs> it's saving you from your heart attack. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there's been, of course, a, a ton of departures from the Trump administration throughout the administration's history. I think it has the highest rate of turnover oh, yeah. of any administration in the United States history. I think when I remember we looked at the numbers at like year mark two of his presidency and he had lost more people in two years than Obama did in eight. Mm-hmm. And has spent more yeah. than than. I think the two or three previous presidents combined. combined. Yeah. Ridiculous bullshit. Yeah. Uh, in one of the departures more recently was Kevin McAleenan. He was the acting Homeland Security Secretary. This is from CNN. It says Kevin McAleenan, the acting security of the acting secretary of Homeland Security since April and the fourth person to serve in that post since the Trump presidency began. Yeah. That's a rate. That's a turnover oh. rate of more than one per year. And he wasn't even in there long enough to learn all the nuances of the fucking job. <sighs> anyway, he submitted his resignation to the White House on Friday. President Donald Trump announced Friday. Kevin McAleenan has done an outstanding job as, sec as acting secretary of Homeland Security. We've worked well together with border crushings. <laughs> Being way down, Kevin now, after many years in government, wants to spend more time with his family and go to the private sector. Trump said, congratulations, Kevin, on a job well done. I will be announcing a new acting secretary next week. Many wonderful candidates. My son is one of them. A source familiar with McAleenan's thinking tells CNN that the acting secretary felt he had accomplished all he could given the political realities of today. <laughs> I mean, you can't do shit. <laughs> Specifically, the unlikelihood that any legislative deal on immigration will happen in an election year. Moreover, with the numbers of undocumented immigrants apprehended or turned away at the border coming down for the fourth consecutive month, 52,546 in September, a 65% drop from May, the lack of crisis is dissuading members of Congress to act and compromise. McAleenan also has two young daughters and a wife with whom he wants to spend more time. Hey. That's always the line, right? I'd yeah. like to spend more time with my family. The announcement has been planned for weeks, sources close to McAleenan say, and has nothing to do with the Ukraine scandal in which Trump and several other cabinet officials are currently enmeshed. Uh... A source close to the process told CNN that the White House officials tried to talk McAleenan out of resigning. Yeah, because it looks bad to have everybody resigning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we've had how many resignations in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. And you are the fourth person we've installed here, and now you're leaving too? Like, Damn it, we can't have nice things. Like, we can't even have someone in here long enough to become the actual Homeland Security officer. <laughs> They're always the acting Homeland Security officer, because there's not enough time to fucking appoint them. <laughs> in a statement posted to Twitter, McAleenan thanked Trump for the opportunity to serve and department employees for their work. He said he would strive to ensure a smooth transition. With his support over the last six months, we have made tremendous progress mitigating the border security and humanitarian crisis we faced this year by reducing unlawful crossings, partnering with government in the region to counter human smugglers and address the causes of migration, and deploy additional border security resources, he said of Trump. Sources close to McAleenan insist the decision has more to do with his feeling of having done all that he could 
uh, all that he can do on the job, as well as feeling the fr- frustrations of someone who perceives his job to be nonpartisan and does it from the perspective of a law enforcement officer. McAleenan. Well, that's a good way. I mean, that's. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be a partisan, partisan position. Thing. Yeah. yeah. McAleenan has also been in the position of working for a president who, critics say, seems to see immigration in starkly political and often racist terms. No shit. Yeah. The president appointing hardliners to leadership positions in his department hasn't made his job any easier. In an interview with the Washington Post published on October 1st, McAleenan, whom Trump never formally nominated for the cabinet position, said that while he controls his department, what I don't have control over is the tone, the message, the public face, and the approach of the department in an increasingly polarized time. That's uncomfortable as the accountable senior figure. Which is absolutely true. I kind of felt bad for him every now and then when I would see him in interviews um, talking about immigration and he would get hard questions from people. And it was just like, I don't have any control. I'm doing what I can with the tools I have available in this political climate that the president has created. I wonder if one of those wonderful candidates is that um, that sheriff and was it Arizona or New Mexico that made all the prisoners wear pink? Oh, fucking, uh, uh, that got pardoned by Trump. Joe Arpaio. Joe Arpaio. Yeah. I wonder if he's one of the people that's on the list of him to fucking give that job to. <laughs> oh God. I, I wouldn't put it past him. Either I mean, would I. Arpaio is a convicted felon. Yeah. Who well, was later pardoned. So he's not. So he's But he was eligible. still convicted. He was convicted, but he was pardoned. So it's, it's <laughs> under the rug. <laughs> so fucking gross. All of the criminality that is just being done in yeah. broad daylight like we don't fucking give a shit what are you gonna but do about it arpaio's stance on immigrants is the same as trump's yeah yeah that they're non-human yeah entities so that's why i would i'm like they're I, vermin pests i may sound like i'm joking a little bit but i'm kind of not joking right <laughs> right that is how they view them that's how they've been treating them well or that he could be a candidate for this fucking position oh right yeah oh god can you uh that would be Awful. I hope that doesn't come true. (laughs) (sighs) Story continues and says other acting figures in the department whose tone and tenor are more Trump-like acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection Mark Morgan and acting director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Ken Cuccinelli have caused him difficulties, sources tell CNN, both by seemingly openly campaigning to replace him and by pushing rules that have seemed harsh to many in the public. McAleenan found himself needing to respond to some of Cuccinelli's actions such as ending consideration for most deportation deferrals for undocumented immigrants with serious medical conditions and ending automatic citizenship for children born abroad to certain U.S. service members yeah. and others. Yeah, remember when they tried to yeah. pass that shitty fucking policy? Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, still, the acting secretary has been able to, po- to point to concrete accomplishments. Border appreh- apprehensions have declined significantly, numbers that included Central Americans and families crossing the border representing the heart of the crisis. A source familiar with McAleenan's thinking says he is proud of working with the governments of Mexico and the three central northern triangle countries, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, to crack down on human smugglers and block canvas or block caravans heading north. Now, that was on a decline underneath Obama as well, correct? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. I, I thought, I thought the border the crossing was, was on a... On a downward slope. On a downward slope. Could be. I, that sounds sounds right. It seems like I've, I've heard that, but I couldn't say for sure. Uh, quote, it felt like the layers are now in place to prevent a similar surge sparking this fall, the source said. 
A former DHS official said McAleenan understood the urgency of the situation. Starting with security partnerships first, McAleenan built a, a foundation of trust with the Northern Triangle countries that resulted in new bilateral agreements based on a shared commitment to, co to confront irregular migration and eventually restore aid, the, for the former official said. The president's threats of tariffs on Mexico provided McAleenan with more opportunity to engage with an historically intractable partner on border security, resulting in a precipitous decline in apprehensions along the southern border. McAleenan is also proud of having pushed DHS to declare unequivocally that white supremacists pose a growing threat to the American people, a statement the White House previously refused to make in a stark way. The source close to the acting secretary said, quote, the El Paso shooting hit close to home, end quote, the source said, noting that six of those killed were family members of five agents and officers who work for the Department of Homeland Security. Well, Trump doesn't want to denounce white supremacists because he doesn't want to out himself. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I really don't want to say the white supremacy is bad, okay, because that would mean that I'm bad and I'm just not bad. I'm a good guy. Yeah. And I've already told you my stance on this. Blacks aren't allowed in my fucking hotels. I'm too perfect to have any imperfections. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm much too humble to, to ever, you know, have any, any kind of problem like that. Just such a fucking clown. I don't understand how this guy is still in office, but it looks like he will be removed. It's... That, that is the silver lining here, folks. <laughs> I have this set aside to talk about a little later. We might yeah. as well talk about it now because there is a silver lining to all of this. Uh, a recent poll found that a majority of respondents now say Trump should be impeached and removed from office. Yeah. Not just go through the process, but not just have an investigation and a hearing, but actually impeach him and remove, remove him, him from office. 52% of respondents now say that that is the case, that they that they want that to happen. It's a seven-point gain and a 14-point swing overall in attitudes that have changed yeah. just from June until October. Now, would we be able to say that there's more, uh, what would you call it, information available to impeach Trump than there was during the Watergate scandal? Oh, my God. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so much. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem, though, honestly, is that they're committing crimes on such a scale and with such frequency that people can't even keep it all in their minds, right? Well, Any one of the things that Trump has done that has brought down national attention on how corrupt and criminal some of the things that he's done and is doing, any one of those things probably would have led to any other previous president having to resign or being impeached. Yeah. But there are just so many and they come so frequently that it's hard to keep up with all of them. By the time you get around to finally being able to investigate one thing, there are five other criminal acts that have happened. And he should have been, it, impeachment should have started after the Mueller report. It should have started before then. <laughs> well, I mean, even when the report came out and Mueller basically outlined, what was it, eight or nine ways to basically be like, yeah. I can't tell you what to do with these, but here's how I'm outlining the fact that he broke the fucking law. But if anybody else had done this, we would criminally well, prosecute yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you should do that. He goes, I can't do that. Legally, I can't. Congress, here's how you do it. 
And you've got all these Republicans fucking standing for Donald Trump. Oh, no, that's not what he meant. And he's a good guy. And I can't believe this is a witch hunt. I can't believe we're spending time on this instead of doing the work of the American people. Go fuck yourselves, <laughs> you fucking duplicitous, hypocritical assholes. Yeah. I cannot believe the kind of shit that they are allowing this fucking moron to get away with. It's rage inducing. <laughs> I can see that. Makes me want to flip the fucking table no, over. No, don't. We got some expensive stuff on here. <laughs> It's just, I, I, if Donald Trump is not impeached and removed from office, if he wins the election, that to me signals the end of the United States as we know it. I, well, I mean, already his presidency has caused, I would say, probably irreparable harm or harm that will continue for generations, for decades it, into the future. The shitty thing is he can be impeached and still run. I don't think he'll win. No. But he needs to be removed. I, I just hope. I don't fucking care if your person doesn't get the fucking nomination. Vote. And I don't want to see any of this bullshit about, well, he's agreed to resign, so we're not going to prosecute him. Any of that kind of bullshit. No. Fuck him. I want to see this orange fucking bastard behind bars. I want to see the orange bastard in an orange jumpsuit. Well, that's why I think you have people say like, hey, if he loses the election, guess what? Time is still available for us to fucking prosecute him on this shit that he did beforehand that we now know about. Yeah, the if statute he, of limitations is, will not have run out. So. But if he wins, after another four years, most of those statute of limitations will fucking run out. Mm, that's not a good thing. Not for him. And that might be why he's so fucking worried. Cause he's like, shit. They're terrified, dude. I've been getting text messages from the Trump campaign. Somebody working within the Trump world, sending out text messages as spam to oh, yeah. every fucking, every fucking <laughs> phone number they can find <laughs> to every phone number they can, they can get a hold of urging people to contact their representatives and tell them to tell the Democrats to stop this witch yeah. hunt against our president. They need to get back to doing the work of the people. This is the work of the yeah. people. They're trying to rescue our democracy from the hands of a monster. Yeah. I love, I love getting those. Cause I, I get the emails just to see what kind of fucking shittery is going on. Uh huh. And I got to go through all those posts. My buddy sent me for liking the photos <laughs> on there to find all 60 some of those emails There's... oh are you getting a ton of emails from the campaign too oh yeah yeah i get the emails where he usually uh i started just marking them as spam so i see them less often now uh they show up in both folders like sometimes they'll be oh, my really? spam folder sometimes they won't be <laughs> ryan last night's democratic debate was a complete disaster our economy would crash if any of these clowns became president then he goes, last night's debate proved they want to take your guns. They want to raise your taxes. They want to take away your religious freedoms. They want wide open borders. They want to take your private insurance. They have moved even further left on abortion. They want to crash our economy. And they want to impeach me regardless of facts. Bullshit. Yeah, then the poll, this one doesn't have a poll in it, but the fucking poll questions are so fucking funny. Is Donald Trump the best president in the last 10 years or the best president ever. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. And then when it goes to the contribution page, it starts off with a minimum of $35 a month. 
I get oh. so pissed off too when I see people say stupid shit like, well, what do you mean he's corrupt? He doesn't care about money. He's not even taking a salary. Well, yeah. he doesn't have to fucking take a salary when he's earning. He doesn't have to take a 400 and what is it? 445, $465,000 for the, for the president. Yeah. And he has said that he's going to be donating that somewhere. Last but I we, heard, we saw it do him some once. Some of it had, some of it had actually happened. Went to like the national parks after he, after he, he like, he took like $50 million away from the national parks. Like here, you can have my salary for this month. Here's $30,000. <laughs> but when, when he foregoes his salary of 400 some odd thousand dollars a year and then earns millions upon millions of dollars by charging the secret service and other world leaders to stay at his resorts. Yeah. Through and have the taxpayer foot the bill for all of that. And he gets the money for it. Oh, he yeah. doesn't give a fuck about $400,000. No, no, he doesn't do, do. Should I read some of these questions from uh, his latest poll? Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure they're super well, good. I mean, the first one is an obvious one. Do you support Donald Trump and in, in his fight against impeachment? No. Yes or no. Okay. No. Uh, do you think that Nancy Pelosi has let radical socialists like Omar and AOC take control of the Democratic Party? No. Okay. Uh, do you believe Adam Schiff should be removed as chairman of the House Intelligence Community for uh, inventing fake quotes and blatantly lying to the American people? That is fucking lies and bullshit right, <laughs> right. there. That he's creating false <laughs> quotes? Bullshit. Yeah. That's a fucking lie. Do you agree that Democrats are trying to impeach Trump because they know they can't win 2020? Nope. Because he can still run in 2020. <laughs> Do you think Joe Biden and his son should be investigated for their corruption or their corrupt relationship with Ukraine? These are all such fucking yeah. horseshit. You know, with the announcement today that Trump is planning to host the G7 summit at his Doral Country Club. Oh, yeah. That will bring him millions of dollars personally by yep. having everybody go because there. Because he has not separated himself from any of his businesses. Yeah. That's just another fucking thing he should be impeached for. You know what? He shouldn't even charge him. Like, hey, stay at my place for free. But so that's going to be held in 2020. I'm yes, hoping what, what would be then. fucking awesome is if he is removed from office before then. And then what? What, what happens then? Well, we don't do it there. <laughs> uh, President Pence may say, no, we're not going to do that. I, this whole thing well, is going to be a nightmare. What would the optics of that be? Trump gets impeached and then you're like, yeah, we're still going to hold it at his fucking place and give him a million dollars. <laughs> like that doesn't look very good. And, oh. and you now, President Pence have stuck up for and defended this man until he was removed from office. What kind of fucking asshole are you? Yeah. I, I just hope he fucking, you've been defending a criminal for years now. I, I would love to see Trump, uh, get impeached and Pence go, uh, can I go, I wanna go spend I, some time with yeah, my family? I want to go see, I don't get to see my wife enough. And she says I can't hang around other women. And there's a lot of ladies here. I need to go home. <laughs> I can't be in a room with any women by myself. I have to have other yeah. people there. So she didn't pack my lunch today. I need to leave. Really. It makes, you know, the job of, pre of being president a little more difficult than I figured it would be anyway. So yeah, I think, uh, I'm just going to go spend some more time with my family. Yeah. AOC gives me bad thoughts. This is. We're, we are living in the worst timeline. 
This <laughs> is this is pretty fucking awful, man. Yeah, we got the we got the uh, uh, the bad roll, the dice, and the multiverses. But the consequences of not doing this, the consequences of inaction, are, are much worse. worse. Yeah, and that's what I have to just keep telling myself. Yes, we need to absolutely remove him from office. It's going to be fucking awful, and it's going to get ugly. And it's going to be a slow process. Much, much slower than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like it's actually going to happen. Yeah. I think he's going to be removed from office. Like, I've made predictions now for the past few years of this show. Oh, no, he won't be elected. Oh, no. You know, he's, well, first it was, oh, no, he's not going to get the nomination. Oh, fuck, no, there's no way he's going to win the election. Oh, fuck, he's not going to be president for more than six months. Oh, well, sure, before the middle of his term, he'll be removed. Oh, he's going to fuck up even worse. No, he's going to, no, none of those have been accurate, and I thought they were pretty good. And now there's this whole thing with Ukraine and investigations into his taxes and all of this other bullshit and, that's going well, on. now Turkey. <laughs> and. Now even Republicans are starting to turn away from him oh, yeah. in large part because of the Turkey thing and the Ukraine thing. I think it's going to happen. I think he's going to be removed. I think we may be the first group, the first generation, the first collection of American citizens to actually remove a president from office. Winning. <laughs> there's going to be so much winning my head's going to spin it's going to be crazy I mean he's got a lot of firsts oh for so sure so why not add this one <laughs> you know a lot of people have said that I was the first president to be removed from office a lot of people are saying that yeah I did so I did so good they had to remove me god I just can you imagine how how awesome would it be to see on the news him being led away in handcuffs and taken into custody and, and then ending up being sentenced to years in prison with no hair product, his assets taken away, his yeah. family all fired. Nobody would want to work with them. He loses everything. Yeah. And, that would be so fucking delicious. And you num, know, num, 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 num. and you know, Kushner's going to fucking leave Ivanka's ass or what? No, not Ivanka. Yeah. What, what did you say? The Kushner? Kushner would leave Ivanka's ass? Not what? Ivanka. His wife. Which 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 if, daughter does he want to fuck? Yeah, it's Ivanka. Oh, it's Ivanka. Yeah, Kushner will leave Ivanka's ass because she ain't got no money now. Well, he's got a shit ton of money. Well, he does. But yeah. she don't now, so fuck you. Yeah, she'll she'll still have a fair amount, but I'm I'm hope you know what would be awesome is if he's convicted of these crimes and then the government seizes all of his assets. Yeah, that's where I'm like, the the kids now have nothing because they are all Trump assets are their assets as well. Oh boy, and then won't he be really, really upset that he didn't divest himself of, yeah. of his assets before becoming president? That would be so fucking amazing. I would love to see his hotels leave, get into a new, new new name, new management, and actually be successful. Be like, look, it's doing better without you. <laughs> and they would just have to end all of the signs with an ED trumped <laughs> on, on everything trumped. It's no longer the Trump Plaza. It's the Trump Plaza. Oh. oh God. I just, I have fantasies about that. They're just mm, a masturbate to them. Doesn't say you wake up with the sheets all wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be great. I, I can hardly wait for it. <laughs> Hey, everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. We have the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. It's the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm -hmm. And so we do that every week on a podcast. 
don't we? We do. You're supposed to jump in. Sorry. Just jump in anytime. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. We are available on your favorite podcast app. Just uh, look for Latter-day Lesbian, where your favorite podcast can be heard. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. If you knew nothing about science and you read, say, the Bible, the Old Testament, which in Genesis is an account of nature, that's, that's what that is. And I said to you, give me your description of the natural world based only on this. You would say the world was created in six days and that stars are just little points of light, much lesser than the sun. And in fact, they can fall out of the sky, right? Because that's what happens during um, Revelation. One of the signs that yeah. the second coming is that the stars will fall out of the sky and land on earth. So it's even right that means you don't know what those things are. Everybody who tried to make proclamations about the physical universe based on Bible passages got the wrong answer. So what happened was when science discovers things and you want to stay religious or you want to continue to believe that the Bible is, is unerring, what you would do is you would say, well, let me go back to the Bible and reinterpret it. Then you'd say things like, oh, they didn't really mean that literally. They meant that figuratively. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Continuing with more of our stories about the Trump disaster. But the swamp draining itself. (laughs) The swamp thing crawling out of its hole and assuming residence in the White House. Uh, Rick Perry. Today, yeah. it was announced that he will be resigning by the end of the year. Uh, there's a whole story about it, but we have other things to talk about. But that was just another another departure yeah. from the Trump administration. Rick Perry, who's also a fucking dingbat, yeah. who wanted to get rid of the agency he's now head of, yep. and will be leaving. And he probably is leaving because he went home with some of that coal he had and he grabbed some soap and he tried to clean it and he just couldn't figure out how to get clean coal. <laughs> well, yeah, he plans to leave as secretary of, uh, energy before the end of the year, yeah. which I don't know if it's good. Like at this point, it's like, okay, Rick Perry's obviously a fucking dummy. Everybody knows he's a dummy, and, but he was put in this position. And so it's a good thing that he's going, but is it like, who are they like, going to get? Someone after worse him? could be in that. Yeah, like, but then and again, we know it's going to be somebody worse, how much right? Worse. Can we get right now? We're already back to polluting our fucking river systems with fucking mining, basically saying, Oh, you can go in there and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dig more of that shit up. Uh, oh, you got mining till. Oh, that's fine. Just uh, flush it down the river. That's fine. They're now trying to... If you put to, it in the river, it'll float away and it won't be yeah, your problem yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's, it's out of your backyard. <laughs> Until the guy upstream does it. Uh, but then they're also uh, looking to allow logging in fucking protected national forests now. Oh, why not? They're, those logs are just sitting there. <sighs> those trees aren't going anywhere. What stupid trees just growing, making oxygen and shit. They've been there for a long, long time in a protected area. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of, I'm, we're, we're coming up to the end of the show and I wanted to make sure that there were a couple stories I, I really wanted to talk about yeah. and, and get through. Uh, one of them is this story Dip about shit. Peter Navarro, another one of Trump's cronies who works in the administration and regularly appears on news programs that I watch on Sunday, there was, there was a pretty great interview between Peter Navarro and Chris Wallace on Fox news a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago on Fox news Sunday. And 
Peter Navarro was just a giant fucking asshole yeah. on the show. And Chris Wallace kept trying to bring him back to the topic that he wanted to talk about and ask him questions about it. And he was doing good at not letting him deflect like everybody does right now. Because like, I don't want to talk about that. Hey, what about this? Yeah. Navarro got all fucking testy about it. Like, well, you, you want to talk about these other things, but I want to talk about this. And, and I, let me ask you a question. And yeah. Chris Wallace is like, was it, no, I, I asked the question. I'm <laughs> the one asking the questions here. And. You're not answering my questions about this and you keep trying to deflect. Let's get back to well, this thing we were talking about. Then he makes a bad joke at the end and Chris Wallace responds to him. He's like, well, I was just trying to leave it lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Navarro is a fucking asshole and has published, I don't know, I think like a dozen books in which he regularly cites this so-called expert on China named Ron Vera. Oh, it's actually, I think, a.k.a. Oscar the Grouch. And this story <laughs> comes to us from CNN. It says Trump's top China advisor appears to have made up expert he regularly quoted. In his 2011 book, Death by China, President Donald Trump's senior advisor, Peter Navarro, quoted a China hawk named Ron Vara to prove his point on the threat posed by Beijing to the American economy. Quote, only the Chinese can turn a leather sofa into an acid bath, a baby crib into a lethal weapon, and a cell phone battery into heart-piercing shrapnel, Vera said. He appears once more in the book and is even referenced in the index. There's just one problem. Vera doesn't appear to exist. Ah. According to an... And, and it's weird that they say doesn't appear to exist. And you'll find out why in a moment. According to an investigation by an Australian academic who determined that Vera is actually Navarro. Ron Vera is even an anagram of Navarro's last name. Yeah, I was just kind of looking, I'm like, yeah, it <laughs> is. Vera's true identity was revealed by Australian academic Tess, Tessa Morris Suzuki, a professor emeritus of Japanese history at the Australian National University. She told CNN that she tried to find Vera after being asked to write an article on anti-China rhetoric for a local <laughs> politics and foreign affairs blog. <laughs> Uh, I just looked him up online, assuming he might be some businessman or other, and then he wasn't there. The more I looked, the more I thought, this was really strange, she said. Then I realized the anagram. Which is fucking... He probably thought he was so smart to do an anagram of his own fucking last name. Oh, he's pretty proud of it, I'm sure. Uh, the Chronicle of Higher Education has first reported Morris Suzuki's investigation. The White House did not respond to CNN's request for comment. In a statement to the Chronicle, which was later provided to CNN, Navarro had admitted to inventing the character of Ron Vera, describing it as a, quote, whimsical device and pen name uh. purely for entertainment value. He added that it was refreshing that somebody finally figured out an inside joke that has been hiding in plain sight for years. You weren't writing a fictional book you're trying to write nonfiction. can you have a joke that's an inside joke if it's only you that knows that the joke exists in the first fucking place he told trump is that, <laughs> like is that a thing I i'm being serious like i don't know can you have an inside joke for a no. party of one um that's called a scam <laughs> like i a fraud yeah so it it Seems odd to me that CNN said that this person apparently doesn't exist when we have Navarro fucking saying and that he made this person thought, up. Yeah. And Trump calls CNN fake news and biased when they're being so incredibly generous and charitable with their views of how this thing is going that they say it appears this guy doesn't exist when Navarro fucking admitted it. Navarro, an academic, 
I would I would use scare quotes around that, has been one of Trump's top advisors on trade matters since the 2016 campaign. The longtime China hawk is considered among the architects of the Trump administration's trade war with Beijing and has been regularly part of the U.S. delegation sent to negotiate a peace deal or a potential deal with the Chinese government. Yeah, a guy that makes up a fake persona to shit all over China. Yeah, to make them look is bad. Is the one who's dealing with them in trying to develop a potential deal. I'm sure that'll work the, well. A guy who doesn't like China to begin with. <laughs> Navarro has strongly defended Trump's tariffs on China, saying that they're needed to at least partially separate the two economies. He has repeatedly accused Beijing of currency manipulation, intellectual property theft, and inflicting severe damage on the U.S. manufacturing industry. China wants to buckle our knees so that they can have their way with us, Navarro told CNN in August. Before he joined the Trump administration, he was a prolific author, and Morris Suzuki said that Ron Vera is regularly featured throughout Navarro's books. He appears in Navarro's 2001 If It's Raining in Brazil by Starbucks, described as a stock trader in a league of its own. In fact, this dark prince of disaster has made a very large fortune making the very best out of very bad situations, the book says. Mm -hmm. According to the 2001 book, Vera was a captain in a reserve unit during the Gulf War, as well as a doctoral student in economics at Harvard University in the United States. So this guy's a real fucking hero. And he's a smart fucking hero. Well, he's in, he's in the reserves. When, when Morris Suzuki called Harvard, they said they didn't have any record of any alumni with that name. Oh. The academic said as she read through Navarro's books, the most recent of which have focused heavily on China, Ron Vera began to express increasingly anti-Beijing views in his works. Initially, Vera's remarks are pretty anodyne little quotes. There's little bits of wisdom, as it were, but when he gets into writing his China books, we get these ferocious anti-China quotes, she said. Vera is quoted in at least of in at least six of Navarro's books, including in The Coming China Wars from 2008. You've got to be nuts to eat Chinese food, Vera is quoted as saying. Morris Suzuki said that she found Navarro's attitude to his misquoting of analysts concerning. <laughs> yeah. They were popular books. They were certainly supposed to be facts. And in a sense, he staked his reputation as a China expert on these books. So quoting from a made up person in those seems like a strange thing to do, she said. Yeah. It doesn't seem like anything in that book can be taken seriously now that the quotes are being made up by fucking him. And this guy's working in the Trump administration! Dealing directly with trade deals with China. Yeah, trying to work out a potential deal with China. When he's making shit up about China, China. and it's bad shit that he's making up about China. What a fucking asshole! And he's working for this fucking orange menace yeah. who sits in the White House. I can't believe that this is the world we live in, man. It's fucking nightmare. It's weird. It's it's crazy. It's bullshit. It's <laughs> nuts. Hair on fire. Pants falling off. Crazy, man. Raining cats and dogs. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be exciting. Is it? It's Well, it'll be exciting. I mean... Sure. It'll be an adventure. In my job, it's exciting when things are burning and on fire, but it's not exciting to everyone else. No. That this is true. You you have some experience with putting out fires. So tell me, how do we put this one out? Um <laughs> this one we're just going to surround it and watch it fucking burn to the ground. Because it is total raging. loss. Just it is raging so fucking hot let right the now. The fire cleanse everything yeah. away. Anyone we put into that building is going to die. <laughs> God. 
Uh, and lastly, we have a story about Mick Mulvaney admitting on camera during a fucking press conference that Donald Trump committed a fucking crime. And if I'm and that we should just get over it. Yeah. You know, if I'm correct, press conferences go into the official record. Yep. Yeah. So this is in the official record. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. This comes to us from Politico. It's uh, the headline says Mulvaney acknowledges Ukraine aid was withheld to boost political probe. <sighs> yeah. Just yep. I have to That's, say, um, like before I read anything here, Donald Trump. Top aide on Thursday acknowledged that the administration held up military funds to Ukraine over the president's desire for a political probe, undermining past denials of any quid pro quo and blowing up weeks of White House messaging amid an escalating impeachment inquiry. Yeah, that's the first paragraph of this story. <laughs> that's that's that it that like that's that's all so you need much to... crime and bullshit encapsulated in one fucking paragraph. <laughs> In a whirlwind 40-minute news conference, acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney said the U.S. aid was withheld at least in part because of a request to have Ukraine investigate unfounded allegations that foreign countries assisted Democrats in the 2016 election. Did he also uh, mention to me in the past that corruption related to the DNC server? Absolutely, Mulvaney said of a conversation he had with Trump. No question about that, but that's it. And that's why we helped, and that's why we held up the money. He added. The look back to what happened in 2016 certainly was part of the thing that he was worried about in corruption with that nation. More than five hours after the briefing, the White House issued a statement attributed to Mulvaney in which he sought to walk back his earlier comments. Once again, the media has decided to misconstrue my comments to advance a biased and political witch hunt against President Trump, the statement said. Let me be clear. There was absolutely no quid pro quo between Ukrainian military aid and any investigation into the 2016 election, which you just, you just fucking said there was. Like, which is it, dude? Make up your fucking mind. You said in well, front of cameras that that was part of why you withheld aid. He didn't say military aid. He just said they withheld money. Didn't say for what? <sighs> the president never told me to withhold any money until the Ukrainians did anything related to the server. The only reasons we were holding the money was because of concern about lack of support from other nations and concern over corruption. Multiple times during the more than 30 minute briefing where I took over 25 questions, I referred to President Trump's interest in rooting out corruption in Ukraine and ensuring taxpayer dollars are spent responsibly and appropriately. There was never any connection between the funds and the Ukrainians doing anything with the server. This was made explicitly obvious by the fact that the money aid was delivered within without any action on the part of the Ukrainians regarding the server. There never was any condition on the flow of the aid related to the matter of the DNC server, which if you read this carefully is a very lawyerly response. He is trying to tie this to the DNC server, yeah. the, that fucking weird conspiracy theory that Rudy Giuliani has made up baked in his half working head. And so if you read through this, he says specifically, there was never any connection with the funds in the Ukrainians doing anything with the server. Yeah. It doesn't say there was no quid pro quo. He's trying to tie all of this back to, oh, no, this doesn't have anything to do with the server. He's not. And, and you'll notice that he's not saying that it's not tied to anything else. He's specifically singling out the server. server. It didn't have anything to do with the server. Sure. 
sure, we withheld aid until they promised us that they would investigate the Bidens. Yes. But that has nothing to do, do with, with the, the server. server. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking slimy weasel. The explosive remarks from the West Wing's senior staffer before reporters seemed to provoke alarm among congressional lawmakers and Trump's allies in equal measure. I'm starting to get worried for POTUS now. A person close to the Trump campaign said in a text message of Mulvaney's performance, total disaster, unless there's some strategy I'm not seeing. <laughs> there's no strategy to begin with. <laughs> I thought it was really remarkable, said one former White House official, because it was either a huge unforced error or a calculated concession. House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff, one of the leaders of the Democratic impeachment proceedings, also offered a dour assessment. I think Mr. Mulvaney's acknowledgement means that things have gone from very, very bad to much, much worse, <laughs> Schiff said. Pressed during the news oh. conference on whether he was describing a quid pro quo with Ukraine, Mulvaney responded that, we do that all the time with foreign policy, and cited the holding back of financial assistance to Northern Triangle countries to affect their immigration policies. That's illegal. Uh-huh. I have news for everybody. Get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy, he said. That is going to happen. Elections have consequences. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and foreign policy is going to change from the Obama administration to the Trump administration. Elections have consequences. And this yeah, is one of them. The consequences of our last election is that we have a fucking criminal sitting yeah. in the White House and you're fucking defending him and, and carrying on a criminal conspiracy, yeah. you twisted fuck. And by saying... Things have changed since the Obama administration to the Trump administration means Obama didn't do the quick pro quo thing, but we will. Oh, I just can't believe all of the shit that's going on. Democrats have aggressively accelerated their impeachment inquiry since it was revealed that Trump urged newly elected Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky during a July phone call to review two unsubstantiated charges. The, that Ukraine was somehow involved in wrongdoing involving Hillary Clinton's emails, and that Joe Biden left efforts to fire a Ukrainian prosecutor in order to protect his son's interests in the region. Although Mulvaney insisted that, quote, the money held up had absolutely nothing to do with Biden, Trump raised both allegations during his call with Zelensky. Yeah. Mulvaney also pushed back Wednesday against a question regarding a whistleblower complaint that details alleged attempts by White House officials to lock down records of that conversation. He instead pointed to the release of a readout of the call between the two leaders, which came only after intense pressure yeah. from Congress. We, we didn't lock it down, see it's released. Yeah, we, we made that available to everybody after we hid it in a yeah. secret code word accessible server that, yeah. you know, is super top secret. But we eventually made it available to yeah. everybody after a whole lot of pressure. Yeah. I can't help it that our efforts to squash it failed. And now we're going to lie about it constantly about yeah. what actually happened. And we're going to say one thing one day and then one thing another day and then something else the next day because we don't know what the fuck is going on any more than anybody yeah. else. Yeah, we're saying they attempted to hide it, meaning it wasn't successful. Right. <laughs> Everyone wants to believe there's a cover-up, he said. You don't give stuff to the public and say, here it is, if you're trying to cover something up. You also don't put it on a code uh, word level secret server. Yeah. Several administration officials are under inspection by lawmakers for their potential roles in a campaign to pressure Ukraine's government. And Mulvaney, who still serves as director of the White House Budget Office, has been scrutinized regarding the stalled aid to Kiev. I was involved with the process by which the money was held up temporarily, okay? Three issues for that. 
the corruption in the country, whether or not other countries were participating in the support of the Ukraine, and whether or not they were cooperating in an ongoing investigation with our Department of Justice. That's completely legitimate. Um, no, it's not. No. no, that's illegal. The final condition Mulvaney listed appears to refer to Attorney General William Barr's investigation of foreign interference in the 2016 election, which detractors have criticized as a White House-backed bid to discredit the work of former special counsel Robert Mueller. Yeah. And that's where that sordid story ends. Barr's a dipshit, too. (laughs) Oh, man. What a fucking lapdog he has turned out to be. Well, then all the religious bullshit Barr's been spewing lately, too. Oh, yeah. The secularists are bad. Yeah. Being secular is bad, okay? It's eroded our Christian heritage and snitch. But if we make fun of his God, we're fucking in trouble. If he makes fun of people who aren't godly, it's okay. (sighs) And I said that was going to be the last story. That is the last story Story. we will be covering tonight. I did want to remind everybody that we are donating all of our Patreon proceeds through the end of the year to friend of the show, Brandy Hamrick, who has been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And is having a rough go of things. Uh, She and her partner, Sam, are struggling to stay afloat and need some financial assistance because the doctor bills and visits are nearly never ending at this point. Because our healthcare system sucks. Yes, it does a whole lot. Uh, She posted an update to her GoFundMe account Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. It says, my doctor had planned to add a drug called Avastin to my chemo regimen on my last cycle, but I have been in a lot of pain that we had been unable to identify. Avastin has a pretty high risk of blood clots, so with my previous issues with PE, I was too anxious to start it without finding the source of my pain. My doctor decided to hold off and order a CT. I had that CT on Monday. I hadn't been home 15 minutes when my doctor called and moved my Wednesday morning appointment to yesterday. That caused me a great deal of anxiety, so I looked in my patient portal at the CT. When I was in the hospital, I had two CTs. There was a tiny nodule on my right lung that everyone said was nothing to worry about. They were, unfortunately, wrong about that. I now have multiple nodules on both lungs that are, quote, consistent with metastatic disease progression, end quote. The only good news is that because I pushed for the CT, we caught the nodules while they are very small, and that the tumors in my liver are not growing currently. So instead of having chemo today, I am enjoying my first day of manageable pain levels thanks to new pain meds. I made my own lunch today. I even folded some laundry. Moving forward, I will start a new chemo regimen that includes a targeted therapy based on some of the genetic testing they've done on the tumors. The cancer type ID testing they've done still can't pinpoint the exact genetic makeup of the tumors, but they were able to rule out several sources with 95% certainty. I will be scheduled for an endoscopy to rule out gastroesophageal cancers soon. This is all so much to process and so much to manage both physically and emotionally. Stage 4 cancer is a full-time job and it is no joke. Some days Samuel Lowe and I feel like we are barely able or like we are barely keeping our heads above water. Other days things are okay. We are grateful to our friends, family and customers at the record store for being supportive, patient, understanding and for loving us so much during this difficult time. It's hard to find the strength to keep going, but I can't give up. Love you all. <sighs> Cancer sucks. And our medical system sucks. Doesn't help. Yeah. Just makes things more difficult. So we're very sorry to hear about all of this, Brandy. Um, uh, but as I said, uh, for all of you listening, all of our Patreon earnings through the end of the year will be going to Brandy's GoFundMe campaign. 
If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can pledge as little as $1 per episode, and all of that money will be going to Brandy through the end of the year. Uh, we've had some new people sign up, so that was yeah. awesome. Thank you all very, very much. That will wrap things up for this evening's episode. I can say that again. Now we're back to Thursday evening. Yes. Yay. I, oh, and I want to let everybody know, I am going to be releasing, actually, probably by the time you hear this, it will already be available, the audio from my debate. Okay. Uh, I was hoping to get that out yesterday, but I've just been incredibly busy. <laughs> I've had way too much going on. So I will get that released as soon as possible. I'm sure that I will have it out before this episode, so... You will have seen Bonus. it in your feed and it's, I'm going to publish it both on our main feed and our Patreon feed. I will not be charging anything for the Patreon, uh, for that. It's just a little bonus thing that we'll be putting out. So don't worry there, but you can also donate directly to Brandy's GoFundMe campaign. I will have a link in the show notes for this episode and all episodes through the end of the year, uh, while they get that sorted out and, and we're contributing and I know that sucks, man. Yeah. I'm just, I... I'm really sorry to hear about all of this, Brandy. That that's that's a tough pill to swallow, man. And you're handling it much better than I think I would. I, I honestly, you don't know what you would do, right? It's no, you can't predict that because you you can't predict something until it actually fucking happens. You can say like, oh, I might do this, I might do that, but you don't know. Yeah, you just don't know for sure. And even if you had the strength to work, knowing that you have a diagnosis of stage four cancer, would you? Want to? Want to? I mean, unless you really fucking loved your job, like you looked forward to doing it. Well, every day. I wouldn't be at my job anymore because I wouldn't be allowed to work. Oh right, yeah. They would say, no, 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 you no, cannot. You cannot work here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I would probably leave my job and just try to do as many things as I've ever wanted to do. You know, try try crossing some things off that old bucket list. Yeah, but. When your medical expenses are skyrocketing and you can't work because of the pain well, and nausea yeah. and all of the treatments that you're having to go through, that's not really an option. So we're trying to do this to help in any way that we can and to get other people to help as well. So any bit that you can spare would be greatly appreciated, I'm sure, by both Brandy and Sam. Yeah. Uh, but that will wrap things up before us. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters who have been helping Brandy. Um by allowing us to donate all of our proceeds through the end of the year. That would be Alan Firth. Newmania. Christy Kalbach. Gaytheus. Steven Andrus. Let the meat go feffy. Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Nico Gonzalez. Oliver Olson, who's a new contributor. Yes. Thank you. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapit. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. Jesse Pointner. Bobby Digital. Freethinker215. Freethinker215. <laughs> and Ned Flanders support... Uh, Foundation Beyond Belief. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Uh, Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. And Corey Ebert. You're awesome people. Thank you so much for doing that. And so until next week, crucify the lying liars. Leave a review and Matt will reappear on the show. <laughs> and rate the show five times a day toward impeachment. You attacked my church and it made me very sad. Now Jesus is going to cry and I'm going to poop. Sounds about right, John. I, I saw something funny. Yeah. A guy had, someone posted like, what, 
what would you do? Like, how would you? What would you like? That you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Like, if you could challenge the devil, what would you challenge him to? Uh, Rochambeau. No, he's this guy's answer was hand jobs. Oh, the thing was too. If you lose, uh-huh. if you lose the challenge to the devil, the uh-huh. devil gets your soul. Uh-huh. And he's, his explanation was goes goes because I'm gonna bet the devil that I can get myself off better than the devil can get me off. And one of two things is gonna happen: I'm gonna get a bad hand job from the devil, or I'm gonna get a hand job that's so fucking great it's worth my soul. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still going. 